Nervous Fluid Part 4 Conclusions Max woke up in a hospital. His mouth was dry and he opened and closed it a few times. He wiggled his extremities and realized there was nothing wrong with him. There was an older gentleman in a gray suit that he didn't recognize looking out the window in his room. Max sat up and cleared his throat. The man at the window realized he was awake and addressed him. Good to see you're up. You gave us quite a scare, but you weren't out long, the man said. Who are you? Max managed to squeak out. I'm Thomas Gladden, general counsel and trustee for THMI. Our head of security found you, or rather heard you, right after you passed out. The entire building has been evacuated. There was a gas leak on one of the lower floors. We had some complaints of nausea, but it seems you were the one most effective, perhaps due to the fact that you were already in a state of distress. The man paused, and Max was unsure of what to say because he was unsure of what the man knew already. Max was still unsure what he himself knew at this point. The man continued. Are you aware that Dr. Sokloff is dead? The man asked. Max's eyes widened as he remembered what he saw before he passed out. Dr. Sokloff's body in his office, gray with pallor. Max's reaction was all the man needed to see before he continued. All the evidence points to suicide right now, and you are not a suspect. We are not presuming that the gas had anything to do with it either. Dr. Sokloff had been in a strained relationship that had been going on for years, and many colleagues noticed some recent changes in, in his behavior. It is unfortunate that he decided to do this at THMI, and doubly unfortunate that it had to occur during this gas incident. As a lawyer, I'm here to encourage you not to press charges against THMI for your unfortunate stay here. As a trustee, I'd like you to continue working at THMI. Dr. Sokolov's research was one of the most important in the complex, and we want to see it go forward. We are very well funded, and we will see that you're taken care of. Francis Darwin once said, in science, the credit goes to the man who convinces the world, not to the man to whom the first idea occurs. I hope that you can be the man who convinces the world, Max. Do we understand each other? Max nodded and the man smiled and he left his hotel room. It was a lot to take in. Dr. Sokoloff was dead and this guy. Was it a hush offer, damage control? or a good faith effort to keep his research going. At this point, Max no longer had any feeling towards THMI. Those dinosaurs could go to hell for all he cared. His doctor came in and notified him that he was free to leave and that his clothes there on the, were there on a table. He quickly got out of bed and put them on. His phone was in his pants and pocket and he took it out. There was one message. It was from Emily's cell phone. Max quickly dialed and Carlos picked up. Hey, Pancho, Carlos said. What's going on? Max asked, none too casually. 
I just wanted to let you know I'm letting Emily go home early. They found our operation and we have to shut it down prematurely. She will be on a plane back to the United States shortly. I'm sorry to hear that, Carlos, Max lied. Thank you for not harming Emily. Oh, Pancho, it's like I told you. I'm just an entrepreneur, and keeping Emily here was just in the best interest of everybody involved. Besides, man, I don't kill pregnant women, Carlos said before the line went dead. Max sat at his kitchen table that night and was drinking a beer alone, digesting the events of the day when Sebastian walked in. I have big news, Sebastian said with a glimmer in his eye before he ran to the refrigerator to grab a beer and join his friend. Max did not respond and instead took another swig of his beer. Sebastian sat across from him, looked him in the eye and said, I'm moving out. Sebastian was anxiously anticipating Max's reaction with mirth. Max did not respond for five long seconds. In the past 24 hours, my boss committed suicide. I went temporarily insane and found out my girlfriend was pregnant, Max said in deadpan before belatedly adding. Not in that order, though. Sebastian's mirth quickly faded as he realized Max was serious. You really know how to steal a guy's thunder. Do you want to talk about it? Before the words came out of his mouth, Max frowned and shook his head. Please, Sebastian, please tell me what would cause you to leave our little paradise. I've decided to give up on physics entirely. I've enrolled in divinity school and I plan to instead focus on metaphysics. You know I'm just a trust fund kid and I don't really need a career, so I plan to just put my brilliance to a different, higher use. Max shifted in his chair and gave Sebastian his whole attention. Physics turned out to be a dead end for you. In the end, there was no grand mathematical unifying theory. Why are you so convinced that this metaphysics you speak of even exists? Sebastian sat back and smiled at Max enigmatically before replying, because, Max, the Bible tells me so. Max returned to his office the next week. Emily came home and wanted to spend time with her family before returning to work at the university, which was just as well since Sebastian was still packing. They didn't talk for very long, but it came apparent that Max would need to keep his job for the time being, or at least until he found another. He wasn't sure if he could show his face downstairs after his outburst. Maybe he could just blame it on the gas, Max thought as he pushed open the door to find Adam Zell, THMI's head of security on the orange beanbag. Max said hello and inquired as to what he owed the visit before setting his briefcase down on the table. I was just here to see Artie, actually. We need the security records for insurance purposes due to Dr. Sokolov's passing. Adam was very matter-of-fact in his demeanor. There was no emotion or pause in his speech. Max suspected he had military training. How does this involve Artie, Max asked. Artie actually designed part of the security and surveillance system. He is a man of many talents. I won't be long. Just a few more minutes, and I'll be out of your guy's hair. 
and you can go back to doing whatever you guys do in here. They finished what they were doing before Max's computer booted up fully. He wondered how or if his mom would break it to Artie and how he would react. Dr. Sokoloff had worked with him for years and they were no doubt working partners. Max wasn't even sure he could continue Dr. Sokolov's research. The man had a PhD in bioinformatics for heaven's sake and Max was just, I'm still here. The hairs on Max's neck stood up and for more than a second, he didn't have the courage to turn around. He did so, slowly, and was relieved to see only Artie in his room at his computer. After that, the universe coalesced and all its mysteries became clear to Max when Artie turned to him with an expression of jubilation behind his glasses. I played a game with you, said Artie triumphantly.